spine chillers and serial killers. I'm Emma. And I'm Becky. And I'm just removing the cat from the table. I don't know why it is. It's like, oh, you're podcasting. Here, have my ass in your face. They just love it. It's like, and here's my ass. <laughs> why do they like showing their asses so much? Is it a oh. cat pride thing? I don't know. I don't know what it is with cats. They're obsessed with their assholes. Is he offering it to me to smell? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> no, I don't know. Is it like a dog thing? Is it like how, I don't know, how we smile at each other? They just show ass. <laughs> like like a bit of a wink. Hey, look at my ass. I was wink, just going to say a winky cat butt. <laughs> That's a good oh, way to start dear. a podcast. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just me and Bex this week because we did record all three of us together in our usual format. It was brilliant, wasn't it, Bex? It was really good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was absolutely fab, but we had an absolute catastrophe with the audio. So, uh, yeah, we've had to scrap it. So you've just got me and Bex because um, Tasha's had to work tonight. She's busy. And we thought we'd try and record and give you a, an episode at the usual time rather than skip one this week. But we'll we'll wait. What we said is we're going to wait for a few weeks, wait until we forget what we talked about, and then do their stories again. Absolutely. We're like goldfish. We won't remember. So we'll do them again. I tried to... When you, men- when you said that earlier, I tried to remember a few cases that I'd done. And uh, I remember Mr. Pie, that one, because we laughed about it for about five minutes, uh, or more, longer. And I can't remember many more. Yeah, I mean, I've done it. I scroll through our episode lists and think, oh, we've got quite a few episodes out now and I literally can't remember doing the stories that I've done, which is ridiculous. <laughs> <'cause>... <laughs> yeah, I remember the spontaneous combustion. That was one of my favourites. Oh, yes. Um, oh, the, the guy that was an alien. Yeah, Valiant Thor. Valiant Thor. Thor. That was really interesting. The subway. I think I mem- remember more of your cases than mine. This, the London Underground series. That was good. Yeah, and same here. I mean, you did the like uh, Mexican cartel guy. Yeah. You did the baby killer, the Dominique Cotrez one, wasn't it? The baby killer. Mm. Did that poor little girl that got kidnapped from a wedding anyway i remember your episodes a lot more well your stories a lot more than i remember my own which is strange yeah because we spend hours on them (laughs) i know (laughs) anyway so yeah guys you missed a great episode sorry about that you'll hear it again and becky did a story she literally did a story just to take the piss out of me not being able to pronounce forensic it wasn't the whole. It wasn't the whole story. Just, but it gave me the idea. It and, gave you, and the it idea, gave so. me the an excuse to tease you about it. <laughs> but I can pronounce it now. Forensic. Yeah, forensic. I was trying to look desperately for an out. I was like, maybe it's pronounced forsenic in French. Maybe that's where I've gone wrong. But no, no, no. If Tasha hadn't guessed it, I would not have ever gotten that. I was no. thinking of arsenic and some sort of poison. Or some sort of new thing that I haven't heard about. Like an arsenic detective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Poison control. No. Yeah. I think that's going to be my number one. Well, thus far, because I'm pretty sure I'll embarrass myself further. But 
thus far, that was definitely my most embarrassing moment. No. Don't be embarrassed. Own it. Own it. I left it in for the the comedy value, for everybody else's entertainment, even though it kind of made me want to rip my own tongue out. I really enjoyed the neighbour's joke that you made that time that none of us heard, but then... (laughs) 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 But I'll have to keep that on audio somewhere and we'll have to put it uh, in the bonus episodes at one point because it was just so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So... I think you've you've got a few stories about forensic stuff uh, this week, haven't you? Well, this second time this week. Yeah, well, I thought I'd... My stories that I've prepared is a little bit of a a wink, shall we say, to my story that, that we couldn't release because the audio was bad. My story was that we're, we will go back to it, so I won't, I won't give up too much about it. It was a lot to do with DNA and DNA evidence. It was the first case solved by DNA. So I thought I'd do a few stories about cold cases that were cold for years in some cases, and then that were eventually solved because of DNA, which I always think cool. is great, especially when, especially when the family's still there to hear the news because sometimes it really was a long time ago and and they uh and it's not too late but you know the 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 parents or whatever are not no longer here so yeah just a couple of stories like that and they just caught my eye well do you want do you want to start with one my one's about green kids oh green (laughs) children green children yep Oh, green you know, kids. It made me think of um you know that alien song on YouTube that it goes Ah, 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 that one Nope, literally <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. But it sounded great. <laughs> Do you not have you not heard of that? No. Oh I bet you've heard of it, but it's just my singing that's bad. No, honestly, yeah, <laughs> no, that doesn't But hey, <laughs> I thought without Tash, you know, we might have an episode without singing, and you've just proved me completely wrong. I've done it, have I? You've done it. Oh, well done, me. Keeping in with the theme. Yeah. Go on, you start, sweetie. Okay. It's been a while since we've had a Becky story. This is a story about. <laughs> All about how my life got done. See? Singing. Yep, singing. You did say this is a story all about how. I'm pretty sure all that's about what you how said. the torso killer was caught. <laughs> so oh. it's not quite the same ring. No, that's less musical. Yeah. So this is one of the oldest cases that have been solved by DNA evidence. New DNA evidence advanced technology was used to solve a 50 year old murder case. The evidence connected to the torso killer and to the murder of Diane Cusick, who was raped and brutally murdered in 1968. Richard Cottingham, a.k.a. the torso killer, is currently in jail serving a life sentence for other crimes. Police believe he has killed 11 women. Now they can add Diana Cusick's name to the list of his known victims. The torso killer pleaded not guilty to killing Diana. However, the state's attorney says Cottingham's DNA was lifted from the crime scene in 1968 and was preserved for five decades. 
So this has all happened in 2016 that the DNA was submitted for testing. Cool. Her family, obviously by that time, had completely given up hope that her killer would ever be caught. Yeah, yeah, they'd, they'd got no closure. Yeah. So in 1968, Diana left her four-year-old daughter with her parents and went to go buy shoes at the mall. She was a dance teacher and needed them often. Then hours and hours went by and Diana never returned home. Her body was discovered severely beaten in the backseat of her car, not far from the mall. For over 50 years, her murder remained unsolved. The torso killer was in his early 20s at the time, and it's possible that Diana could have been his first victim. There is a Netflix documentary about it. I was going to say, torso killer sounds so familiar, but yeah, if it's a documentary on Netflix, I'll have watched it. Yeah, it's called The Times Square Killer. Yes, I have watched that. So he raped and murdered at least 12 women in the New York, New Jersey area between 1968 and 1980. Though he has confessed to a journalist that the number is more between 80 and 100. Oh my good God. When he was arrested, he was in a motel torturing a young woman at the time. So he was literally caught red-handed. Was was she okay? Uh, Yeah, they, they got her out. Fuck but me, obviously man. she wasn't okay, but she lived. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Obviously, no yeah. one's going to be Yeah, okay I know what you that. meant. <laughs> As they always are, he was married at the time, father of three. This just makes my mind fucking boggle. How can you be an absolute animal and then just walk through your front door like, hi, honey, I'm home. Yeah, exactly. It's weird, man. And also... I mean, I'm assuming that he didn't do loads of things as a family, but I have three children and you don't have time to do anything. You have no, zero time. Zero alone time. You don't have time to murder people. I don't understand. They must just do, have the family as a complete show, like a veil over this awful life. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's not, well, he can't be present that much because he's too busy off murdering people. Yeah. I mean, not, I don't know about it in this case, but a lot of the cases that I've done so far, the wives are just, either they're completely oblivious, but often it was the sort of man that would just come home, sit, you know, and just, it was him that ran the house kind of thing. And then the wife didn't say anything. Because, um, like, love makes you sometimes maybe turn a blind eye. I don't know. Get your love blinkers on. Yeah. Because there wasn't that guy. <laughs> right, this is going to be a really precise description of the story. That guy in that country <laughs> that... <laughs> oh, that country. That guy. I can't remember what his name was. It was a big deal when it happened. <sighs> he kidnapped his daughter, uh, but like locked her in the basement. Oh, Fritzel. Yes, yes, yes. So that is his name, Joseph Fritzel? Yes, it was definitely, it was um. definitely Joseph something. And yeah, and so she was just living in the basement, having all these children off from her dad raping her. And then he'd just go upstairs to his wife, who was completely oblivious. Was she though? Was she? I don't know. It's odd, isn't it? Uh, well, then again, apparently it was completely soundproofed. But there's like not a part of my house that I wouldn't go into. 
Like, I'm, I've got this room and you're not allowed in. I'd be like, fuck off. I've paid for this exactly. house. That room's half mine. <laughs> Who cleans it? I do. <laughs> I don't think we're quite as uh, placid and um, obedient as she obviously was. Yeah, maybe. Because if my husband told me to not go in a room, first thing I'm doing is going, going in, in that the room. room. Absolutely. But then again, I've said that we do have a basement. Never go down there. Ever. Yeah, but have you been told not to go down there? No. I've been down well, there, there and there's lo- you just have to walk through a load of spiders to get downstairs, so I don't think you'll be hiding anyone down there at all, either. No. That's the case, and that's just um, that's where it kind of cuts off. That was why it to be a sh- short story. I didn't know how we were going to do it today. I would have made it longer. <laughs> well, we didn't really know. We were like, shall we do a chills and kills? Shall we? We didn't know. So we're just we're just rolling with it so that you've got an episode to listen to. Yeah. So the so he he basically, I imagine, if he's called the torso killer, he was mutilating his victims in some horrible way. Yeah. But he didn't do it to this first victim. Hence. Yeah. Why she wasn't connected. And that's how the DNA did connect her to him because his DNA was found at the scene. So he could have killed, as well, as he admitted. I, don't, I mean, I don't know if sometimes they admit stuff to make themselves sound... I think they completely do. Like, oh, you know, overestimate. Yeah. But a lot of it is control, isn't it? They're like, if I say I've killed 80 women and they've only found 12... That means there's 68 women that they don't know about and that's going to cry- drive them crazy and I'm going to maybe yeah. kind of drip them into the conversation every now and again if if I feel like it because I'm in control. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But it's, yeah, so it sounds like he was just, I don't know, kind of building up to the mutilation and whatnot. So God knows how many he murdered before he got to that kind of MO. Yeah. What does MO stand for? Oh, I had it in my notes from last week. Modus operandi or something? I was just going to say method of operation or something. Basically, I think it's modus operandi or something like that. Let me just... So, M-O. Latin. Yeah, so I think it's like mode of operation, but in Latin. That's what I'm going to say. And were you there knowing Latin? No, you weren't. No, I wasn't. I I'll wasn't. just put mo, and it says, oh, hang on in a mo. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Google, you sauce. It means operating method. Yes, yes. yes. I think we all said so you were really, really close then. Smart. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So, is is he still alive? Or was he still alive in 2016? He's still in prison. Fabulous. And in 2022, so this year, he was uh, arraigned from his hospital bed for the 1968 murder of Diane Krusik, the link that was found through the DNA evidence. Fantastic. So he, he got done for it. Good. It's, he's actually still been, like I said, he's just gradually, because in 2021 he pleaded guilty to the 1974 kidnapping and rape of Lorraine Marie Kelly and Mary Ann Pryor, and then other murders. And then before that was 2010... And then before that was in the 80s. So he's gradually admitting to these murders as they're finding evidence. And I think as DNA is getting better, they're actually getting the solid evidence more. Oh, crikey. So God knows how many there'll be. Yeah. But... So yay. 
least she's still in prison for once and not getting out. Like no, like certain people. Yeah, yay for forensic evidence. Yeah, love that false Ad- Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying forensic so people realise I do actually know how to say that word. My oh, brain. Oh, you say it bugged. really well. You had a migraine, so we forgive you. Migraines bugger you up. I mean, my brain's pretty uh, squiffy at the best of times, so yeah, I had a migraine to it. Woof. I say all sorts of shite, like force Nick. I did like how Tash said foreskin, though, and then tried to just completely... Forget. And she's like, no, not foreskin. That's not what I said. Uh, yeah, just deny. No, no. We all heard it, Tash. Do you want to hear about my green kids? I do. Intrigued. do 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 Yeah, that's the one. That's the tune that I always sing. <laughs> that's the tune that you always sing? Absolutely. I don't ever sing Batman. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the green children of Woolpit, sometime during the 12th century, so this is a long, long time ago. Two little kids, who were brother and sister, appeared in the village of Woolpit in Suffolk, England. So it's a story from the UK for once. The children both were completely normal in appearance, apart from the colour of their skin. Can you guess what colour they were, Becky? (gasps) Green? (gasps) Yes, they were. They were green. Oh, what a good guess. I know. Clever clogs. Mm-hmm. So they spoke an unknown language and their clothes were also unusual. So the children were sent to live with a man called Richard de Carln. I'm pretty sure that's how it's pronounced. Ducarn. De Carln. It's not a very English name, is it? Oh, it sounds like C-A- a Disney character. C-A-L-N-E. Okay. It's like a French name, Richard de Oh, the calm. All right, okay. Anyway, so both kids were sent to live with this guy, and they both refused to eat anything for several days. So, you know, people were starting to worry a bit because obviously people need to eat. And then they saw some raw broad beans that somebody had been picking or harvesting, and they just like launched themselves on these broad beans and started munching them down. So. Little by little, it is said that they started trying other foods and eventually lost their green skin colour. Yeah. So it sounds to me like the skin colour might have something to do with eating green food. What, like the kid that turned uh, orange from drinking Sunny D? Did that happen? I think it did happen. Or was it one of those things that your mum told you you can't have too much Sunny D so that we didn't keep drinking it and she'd have to keep buying it? All the time. Well, Sunny D's disgusting anyway. Why would anybody want to drink it? I tried some recently and I don't understand why I was so crazy about it. I was obsessed with it. It was a big thing. Everybody, it was like the trendy thing to drink, wasn't it? Yeah, I think as well, um, I don't think they put as much sugar in it as they used to now. And it was really oh, okay. sugary and sweet and that's why I liked it. Liked all that sugar. Getting high off the sweet, sweet sugar. Sweet, sweet sugar. No, never a fan of Sunny D, unless they want to sponsor this podcast, in which case, love it. Love Sunny D. Oh, so I'm nice. I'm all about the Sunny D. You know how not orange I am after drinking Sunny D? <laughs> totally not. <laughs> and also, go us for saying D multiple times without any innuendo. Absolutely. I'm proud of us. I'm all for the Growth. Sunny D. D, D. <laughs> all for that D. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, 
So they've started eating normal food and they've lost their colour green. So they're normal colour children now. So shortly after being baptised, a little boy became really, really sick and died. His sister lived on and learned English. It was then that she could finally tell her tale about how they had arrived at Woolpit. She said they were both herding their father's cattle one day when they heard a loud noise. They followed the noise that brought them to a cave where they got lost. So they continued to follow the noise and ended up in the village of Woolpit. So she said the place they came from was called St. Martin's Land where the sun never shone and that the light was like twilight and everything there was green. The girl stayed with Richard for many years as a servant, which made me sad because I was kind of like imagining him as some nice guy that just kind of adopted these kids. But no, she was a servant. No. Uh, And she was given the name Agnes. 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 She was considered, quote, to be very wanton and imprudent. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, bless her. I connect. I'm connecting with Agnes now. (laughs) Yeah. It basically means that they thought she was a bit of a loose lady. Oh, wow. Is that not what you had in mind for very wanton and imprudent? No, that's probably about right. (laughs) thing is that, I bet, when was this? In the 12th century. Oh, well, I bet she just, like, I don't know, looked at a man's ankle for too long. And they were like, oh, look how imprude she is. I was just going to say she probably flashed her ankle at someone and that was it. Schlag. Blinked one too many times. Yeah. So she eventually married a royal officer called Richard Barr. And that's where the story ends. So now let's look at some explanations, because it's a bit of an odd one, yeah? Yeah. I'm just putting my theory out there. I think she was a mole person. I think they were mole people. They came from underground. I'm just saying. I think they're green because of the beans. No, no, they were, they were green before, and then they starved themselves, and then they found some beans and just ate the beans. Oh, uh, I thought they were just eating beans. That's why I misunderstood. When they got into normal food, they turned normal colour. But why would they be green then if they were living underground? Were they not? Because being... they're mole people. That's what I'm telling you. But moles are green. <laughs> They are (laughs) mole-coloured. Have you seen those one with starfish noses? Yeah, I don't like those. They're weird, aren't they? Yeah, they are weird. So my theory is, I think mole people, I think underground world that we've got no idea about and they get minimum sunlight and turns them green. That's my theory. I think that's a pretty good theory, to be fair. But there are... You know, a few more explanations. So some believe that they were fairies from a fairy other world, which is almost as cool as mole people, right? I've got a theory. Go on. What's your theory? They are. They all work at the North Pole and they just got lost and they were Father Christmas's elves. Why would they be green, though? Because elves are green. Their clothes are green. Yeah. But things get lost in translation. Could, Could be that. I was just thought I'd throw another theory in there. Okay, so your theory is Father Christmas's elves. Could be elves. Okay. Yeah. I'm going mole people. Some of the guys are the same fairies from the fairy other world. Yeah. There's some that say that they were from another planet entirely, making them extraterrestrials, which, you know, they are green. Possibility. Yeah. Could. Another theory is that the children entered an alternate reality via the cave. You remember the cave that they got lost in? Yeah. Yeah. 
it's super cool, but it's a bit sad for them. Like one minute you're home, next minute you're in an alternate universe where no one is green and you're the weird green kid. Yeah. Yeah, imagine going into their world and you're like, why are you that colour? Why are you pinky weird white? Beige. My daughter says we're all beige. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Then there's a boring explanation. That they were, in fact, children of Flemish immigrants, which would explain the language, so they weren't speaking English, and the strange clothes, and that they suffered from green illness, which is a dietary deficiency, and it gives people green, like a green tinge to their skin. Yeah. And after eating correctly, the green disappears. So the Flemish were persecuted and it is quite possible that the children fled from an attack and ended up in Woolpit where they would have, you know, of course been quite a strange sight. And although this is by far the most logical explanation, I'm ignoring it because I like the other ideas better. Mole people. Yeah, um, I'm kind of like, I quite like the mole people idea. Yeah. So there, that was the green children of Woolpit. Ooh, I liked that one. Freaky stuff, man. Green children. Yeah. I didn't know you could get like a deficiency that turns you green. Have you not seen that man though that turned himself blue by drinking silver? No. Is he okay? <laughs> no, he did di- he did die, but only recently in 2013. All right. From silver poisoning, right? No? Yeah, yeah. Um no, I think he died of um a heart Hold on, I've got his thing here. His name was Paul Carrison. He was born in 1950. He was an American from Washington whose skin turned purple-blue colour over a period of about a decade. In 2008, he like appeared on telly, and I remember reading all the articles and I thought it was amazing because his skin was like a bright blue. I'll send you a picture. He looks like Papa Smurf. Oh! Right, I'll just finish reading his little story. So his skin turned blue after he took a homemade silver chloride uh, like thing that he drank and he, he rubbed it over his face in an attempt to treat problems with his sinuses, dermatitis and acid reflux and other issues. He okay. claimed that it, it cured his acid reflux and arthritis. He was very fair-skinned and freckled until about 1993. When he was blue. (laughs) Yeah, when his complexion began to develop a bluish hue and the condition was permanent. Fuck. You know you fucked up when you're like, (laughs) shit. Oh dear, I am now blue. I'm just the blue man now forever. Yeah. But also, that can't be good for you. Right? Silver? I assume it's not. I would have been scared of, like, heavy metal poisoning. Well, you consume the metal too much and you die. And there's metals like uh, lead that kill you after not a lot. So he moved from Oregon to California to seek, like, a greater community so that he'd possibly be more accepted. Because where he was living before, people were like, oh, look, there's the blue man. (laughs) (laughs) And we're kind of kind of shunning him and his family. Oh, that's not nice. Don't shun him because he's blue. Exactly. We're all a little blue sometimes. Oh, yeah. oh man, that was deep. We are. I come out with deep things. Deep yeah. as the sea and the blue sea as his face. <laughs> um. uh, yeah, you're a med kid. 
that that didn't go as well as I wanted it to. Um, anyway, so he desi- described himself as somewhat of a recluse. Bless him. Um, by 2012, he'd lost his home while battling a heart condition and prostate cancer. Oh, bless him. Oh, and later he moved to a homeless shelter and he died of a heart attack in 2013. Oh, well, fuck me. I feel bad for laughing at his blueness now. Yeah. Oh, little oh, man. Shit. Oh, but the thing is, though, you're blue. You should have been on telly. He was. Well, he was for a while, but obviously it mustn't have been very nice because it was basically like, oh, yeah, come on our show to parade your blue skin and to yeah. basically for us to treat you like a freak. And silver actually isn't dangerous, apparently, but it will turn you blue and you will stay blue. And it turns everything blue, all your internal organs and gums and everything blue. Why, though? Why does it turn it blue? I don't know. But, hey, we're not a science podcast, right? Oh, so close. <laughs> no, no not we're really not. Oh, but, like, his eyeballs were blue. Yeah, yeah, it, it said it, it will turn you blue. I would not recommend. Do not try this at home. Right, it's called Argyria or Argyria. I'm not sure how it... Oh, we don't need the fancy word, do we? Yeah, it does. Uh, it does happen. So there you go. So we've got green children. Blue man. Blue people. Oh, I'll tell you what I was going to say. What were you going to say? I was going to say, you know, you were talking about that they'd, uh, they'd got this DNA sample and that they kept it all these years to be able to, you know, test it when technology was advanced enough and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it just reminded me of something that I found out last night. Well, I found out. I never really thought of it before, but I was watching this documentary, right? It's called Grizzly Man. Have you watched it? No. Oh, is it about that man that hangs around with bears? Yes. Yeah. Have you seen it? I'm not sure if it's the same one. Does it not end well for him? No. No. Obviously, it's not going to end well (laughs) because they're grizzly bears, right? (laughs) Like, yes. (laughs) I mean, the guy did it for ages, like living with the bears for like, I don't know, 10, 13 years. It was a ridiculous amount of time to survive, really. But just so we're clear, proper mental. Like, oh, yeah. don't go and live with bears. No. I'm just, I'm just telling people not to do stuff. So don't drink silver and don't go and live with the bears. Well, you can live with the bears if you don't mind feeding them. And you can turn blue if you don't mind being Papa Smurf. And then it's permanent, though. I thought he... I think I thought about him every now and again, that man, because it was just so wow, like shocking to see someone blue. And I thought yeah. that it'd just wear off after a while. But no, it's permanent. No. no. It's Getting shocking. eaten by a bear, also quite permanent. Yes. It does mm. tend to be. But yeah, so the, I mean, watch watch the documentary Grizzly, Grizzly Man, because this guy's absolutely like batshit crazy so close to like these humongous bears anyway so yeah he got eaten by bears and very sadly his girlfriend who i cannot fathom why she was even there because she was terrified of bears but his girlfriend also got murdered well killed eaten by a bear yeah didn't she get eaten first or was it him he got eaten first and then they came back for her oh and the really fucked up thing about it, I will get to my point in a minute. The really fucked up thing about it is that their camera was rolling. The lens wasn't off, but it recorded all the audio. Yeah. Yeah, I've him seen it. 
Yeah, getting eaten. Getting eaten and stuff. I haven't listened to the audio. The audio's never been released. I think there's like something on YouTube that's pretending to be the real audio, but it's not. Mm. I found out then from, it, it kind of took me down a rabbit hole that when they have evidence like that, that's like so fucked up, it's like the police lock it away. And if you ever open the boxes, you'll see on the tapes, like, do not watch or do not listen, but do not destroy because they're keeping it, you know, if ever at some point they need further evidence that they've got it. But they also need to put like massive warnings on it so that because it's that fucked up that nobody ever watches it or listens to it because there's been like serial killers. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but there have been serial killers that have recorded themselves, you know, killing and uh, that's been played for the jury and stuff in court. I mean, can you imagine having to hear that or watch that? Oh, awful. Jesus. Awful. Absolutely awful. But yeah, so yeah, police keep all this, all these recordings. But yeah, it says do not watch <laughs> under any circumstance. Do not watch or listen to this. That guy's death is one of, uh, one of them. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's, that, I just found that interesting. So they keep they're, they're keeping the evidence, like the DNA, just in case, but under lock and key, because it will... Well, you can't ever unhear or unsee that kind of shit, can you? No, no, absolutely not. I mean, hats off to the people that have to go through evidence in, well, these types of cases or, well, any type of murder case, on especially when it's got anything to do with kids. God, it must stick with you. Oh, it must fuck you up. You'll have to just be cold about but i bet there's some days that they just go home and just think this is just too much well wasn't there a documentary at some point or a news story or something about like the facebook moderators or youtube moderators that, yeah, i that... think it was a video on facebook about it saying about uh how awful it is yeah how fucking horrendous it is because obviously we're just on nice normal facebook but we don't realize because they're doing a fantastic job of making sure that we don't realize that there are a lot of fucked up people trying to upload a, f- a lot of fucked up shit yeah absolutely well reddit reddit is full of awful things is it i've never seen that side of reddit um well it's usually when i'm trying to find a little bit more about true crime sometimes uh, reddit has really good links to articles that i might not have found yeah. And uh, and then you accidentally go on the wrong sort of page and uh, there's really gory images on there. It's not very nice. Actually, um, talking about forensics, Borsnick, All right. Um, and how they're advancing, I watched a, a, a short documentary about autopsies and a lot of people, for religious reasons, won't allow an autopsy. I can kind of see. Yeah. Is it like the... um? Jehovah's Witnesses that won't like have um, blood transfusions and stuff. Yeah, it's the, that type of reasoning. It's something to do with a religion. I don't know particularly which religions don't let you do autopsies, but I think it's it, like your body's your vessel to go in the next into the next life. And if you like cut it up and stuff, it's not gonna, you know, it's you're not gonna be able to get there. I don't know. I don't know the reasons behind it, but you can. Refuse an autopsy because of religious reasons, as long as they are actually founded. It's not just something you're making up. Yeah. Um. So they, and it was about these two guys. Uh. So what they normally do is, when they say no to an autopsy, they do a scan, and but you can't find everything in this scan. Whereas these guys have have been d- developing like a virtual autopsy, like a really detailed scan of the body 
where that you don't wow. have to go in. That's so fucking cool. Yes, it was really, really cool. So for religious reasons, obviously the body is not touched in any way. It just has to go through a machine and get scanned and then they might be able to find out why their loved one, you know, a little more evidence maybe if, if they have been murdered or for cancer and other reasons, you know, that they might need to know about or some sort of, you know, heart disease that that could be hereditary. Yeah, it's quite recent. It wasn't very long that I watched it. I think it was during lockdown. I'll have to find out more about it and maybe we can put it on Twitter or something. Uh, But it was really, really interesting. Yeah, that's really cool. They needed more money to look into it because obviously it costs a lot of money at the minute. Whereas if they did it more and more, it's like everything, you know, eventually it gets cheaper because more people will be, you know, there'll be more of these scanners, so it won't be as expensive to use. And also, it's also good to have an option if you, you know, if you, ha- if you don't want your loved one to have an autopsy, there's another option there. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not a very nice idea, is it? No. I mean, if, I mean, I hope it never does happen where anyone that I am close to or would have a say in whether they get an autopsy or not. It's not a nice thought but you know i'd obviously let it happen because i'd want to know what happened yeah still while it's happening you're kind of thinking oh they're on a table somewhere Mm. yeah no it's not a very pleasant thought that's super cool i'd never heard of that i'm sure it was called a a virtual autopsy got blue people green kids force nick evidence or force nick evidence Um, do you want to hear some of these little creepy little snippets that I found? Yes. They are very, very short, but they made me shudder a bit. I think I found these on BuzzFeed. So yeah. shout out to BuzzFeed. Whoop. Thank you, BuzzFeed. The um, Green Kids was from Wikipedia. So all hail the Wikipedia. My first one was a CNN report. And then the the other two that I've just had a look at is um is Wikipedia. <laughs> just a very improv research there. Mm-hmm. It's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. Hey, at the end of the day, we did a really well-researched episode that we can't release because the audio's shit, so. Yeah. Sorry about that. Whoopsie. Okay. Are you ready? I am ready. I didn't like these. These made me kind of go, ooh, I don't like it. So... When I was six, so again, not me personally. I got, I get that. Just It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> when I was six, I spent a long weekend at my friend's house in Montana. I slept on the floor of his room in a sleeping bag. One night, I sat up covered in sweat and shaking. I was 100% awake. Then I watched as a grim reaper-like figure floated from the shadows to the other side of the room where there was a wall. He peeled the wall back like it was a curtain and then I saw my home city at dusk covered in flames with people screaming. He pointed at the city and said, This is how it all ends. I ran to the bathroom and stayed there for the rest of the night. No one believes it ever happened. No, no, don't like it. Don't like it. Don't like that. (laughs) Nope. That's the sort of thing that I would vivid dream happening and it's not fun. No. Do you think that's what maybe could have happened, that it was like a sleep paralysis thing or... Yeah, yeah, but I really think that there's something to my sleep paralysis demons, like the times that they show up. I think there's something there. What do you mean, like paranormal or...? The timing's weird when they show up. 
is it like when you are extra stressed or extra tired or, I think, or or is it before something awful happens? Well, it's usually in a mix of both. There's something that's not very nice happens not long afterwards. It's not necessarily the next day. But yeah, within the next few weeks, something unfortunate happens. Not necessarily someone dying, but every time someone's died recently, I've had a sleep paralysis demon not long before. Oh, Becky, maybe you're a bit like psychic or something. I don't think so. I just think, I think, I think, I mean, obviously, I don't know. I think the brain, maybe. And then also, I do think the brain is... (laughs) I'm like we're going everywhere with you tonight. You're like, um, maybe no. I don't. I don't. <laughs> See, I could like imagine me like being a politician. I'd be like, I really, really think think this is great. Let's do this, and I'd be like, oh no, maybe not. Let's not. Let's not do that now. And then yes, yes, we will do it. <laughs> to be fair, you probably do a better job than most at the, at the minute. Yeah. Not pointing any fingers. <laughs> Boris. <I'm> Boris. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, that was the end of the story. So he basically saw this thing oh, no. peel back a wall and show him the apocalypse. Well, that's, n- that's not very nice. <laughs> no, it's not very nice at all. The world was supposed to end again this week from one of the conspiracy theorists about... Oh, well, I'm glad I didn't know about that because that always shits me up. No. Oh, well, I saw it time, and I was I'm like, shit, is it happening? I'm not going to I'm not gonna tell him. <laughs> it was like on yeah, Wednesday, no. like on my birthday. How rude. <laughs> um, yeah, it was some... Yeah, I think it was sometime this week it's supposed to have ended but never happened. It was one of those really weird, like, obscure... It's like, what? It's almost yearly, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it was supposed to end in 2000. Remember, was it the Millennium Bug? It was all supposed to end, all the computers were supposed to turn on and blow up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a thing, though. Didn't a lot of cash registers not work for ages? I mean, that's not quite the apocalypse, though, is it? No, it was inconvenient. Yes. Which, I know that some people are a bit... Karen's so just a little bit of inconvenience is you're not giving me my rights (laughs) (laughs) you know what they're like (laughs) oh (sighs) apologies to all the nice Karens out there oh yeah if we call someone a Karen it's never to do with the the actual people that are named Karen I'm sure there are lovely Karens out there The, uh, the Karens that I know are absolutely just the beautiful human beings Oh, well, there you go. And I think I know at least one nice Karen. So Yeah. No, wasn't there something in 2012 when the world was supposed to end? And I remember... That was the big no, one, it wasn't, wasn't it? 2000- yeah, it was... That was the, 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 the Mayan... Was it May- Mayan? Calendar. The Mayan calendar. Yeah. Was it 2012? I'm sure it was. Yes, I think it was. I, yeah, I think it was because I, was, I had the pub at the time and Tom was going to leave. He he wasn't working that day, so he was going to go off and do something else. Oh, I thought you said he was going to leave, as in, like, Tom was apparently going to move somewhere else, and I didn't even know about no, it. No, 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 no. <laughs> he, he was going to leave. Because he lived above the bar, so when I was working at the pub, you yeah. know, he often came down and we'd have a beer or two or five together. Yeah. And uh, on this particular day, he was going somewhere else, and uh, his his mum came to pick him up, and uh, I made them stay with me until the exact time that the end of the world was going to happen. Because if it was going to happen, didn't want to be on my own. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how uh, anxiety riddled I am. No, oh, no, the world's not going to end, babe. It's fine. We were just sat there looking at the clock 
And then as soon as the time would pass, they were like, right, can we go now? Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm good. Was it just like New Year? Like, happy New Year. Well, happy world not ending. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, bless him. That's why I want, he's one of my best friends because he's like, well, if you think the world's going to end, I'll sit with you for a bit. Yeah. Just make sure it doesn't. Yeah. Bless Mutually him. Um, beneficial because then he wouldn't have been alone either. So, Well, he wouldn't have been alone anyway because he'd have been with his mum. All oh, right, but, yeah. Uh, bless... But Australians, Tom's mum stayed as well, so I had both of them. Yeah. Oh, good old Tom. Yeah. Lovely. We'll have him back. We'll have him back. Yeah. Do you want to hear my other little story? I do, yeah. So this one is called The Horrifying Meow. <gasps> is this going to make me think of uh, The Cry of the Cat by Goosebumps, that one? I don't know. I don't think I ever read that one. Yeah. I had to keep putting it down so I was so scared. I bet I could read it now and be like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah, it's not quite the same when you're a kid, is it? Exactly. Mm. So I was at a friend's house and they were in the garage working on a dirt bike. The driveway was empty and their parents had left a while ago. I went inside to grab a soda, but decided to look for his cat. That's exactly what I would do, by the way. If I'm ever in someone's house and I know there's a cat, I'm looking for the cat. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Zone in on the cat. Yeah, where's the cat? I want to see the cat. Not the arse, though. Just the cat. Mm, not a no, wink wink. <laughs> oh, I should have. So he went to grab a soda and he decided to look at the cat, who he hadn't seen all day. I walked into the office and as I'm calling the cat's name, a deep man's voice said, Meow. Right in my right ear. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Meow. <laughs> Meow. I jumped and ran around the main floor looking for who said it and no one was there. Oh, no. No, I didn't know. I'd be like, where's the camera? You got me. And then when no one came, I'd be like, oh, shit. The thing is, though, that unlocked one of my memories and I can't remember exactly what it was. I mean, I've heard my name called tons, like I've been woken up by somebody going, Emma. Yeah, well, it was only when you mentioned that to me that I remembered that that's happened loads of times to me as well. <laughs> so strange. But after reading that, I remember I've had something very similar happen. Ooh. Like I've been walking about and I've had somebody go <laughs> like that in my ear. <laughs> oh, no. And, uh, yeah, oh. not, not a pleasant feeling when there's nobody there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly oh, no. you're like what the fuck yeah oh my god i love how doing this podcast is an unlocking all my like traumas repressed memories yeah <laughs> that that i never wanted to uh, remember and they're all coming back yeah it's all coming back to me now yeah yeah right that was horrible i have um because actually the other story that i kept um i actually might want to do it as a full case so i'll keep it okay um i did get this it's not really as this is a pick and mix episode this disgusted me deeply okay we like a bit of disgust but it's not really true crime it is a crime but it's not really true crime that's how we normally do it it's a tr it was a crime and it's true so it's true crime really isn't it so yeah this was on a like it's a bit like buzzfeed but not buzzfeed uh it wasn't ready either it was something else it was like a website where people were talking about it was all different subjects it's fine anyway, i'll, I'll find it and we'll put it in the footnotes or something at the end it was on about um health inspections 
with uh, restaurants and like oh, stories no. from there. And there was the. Oh, is it going to be jizz? It's not jizz. I wouldn't do that to you. I I don't want you puking Ooh. on 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 your microphone. Not a fan of the jizz. No, you won't like this though. Okay. I was worried. I was like, eh. it was actually a story that I found when we did the the BuzzFeed quiz is with um Brian and Eric. I was like, oh, I'll keep this story because it's kind of disgusting. Yet I could see. Well, just in case I wanted to discuss them at any point. So this is for you, <laughs> but guys. But it never came up. It never came up. <laughs> no, it never came up. We didn't. We didn't get. Bizarrely, we didn't get onto the subject of uh, health health inspections. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it says here my uncle is a health inspector in rural Australia. So could be Tom's uncle. Could be Tom writing this in. We don't know. Well, we kind of do know because he's not Australian. Yeah, so he got several complaints about a fish and chip shop. Oh no, not fish. Oh <laughs> yeah. fuck, what's it going to be? <laughs> With reports of it being just a you know a bit bit manky in there, people getting like hair in their food and like in their chips and that. That's vile. I was just imagining a very hairy chef. So he rocks up one day unannounced on a really hot day in the middle of summer. And the owner greets him and shows him around wearing a white singlet top with sweat patches under the arms. So it's a singlet top like a vest. I'm picturing it as a vest. I'm picturing yeah. it as a, as a grubby vest. Aren't they called wife beaters? Yes. Just missing the Stella. Yeah. Just manky yellow sweat patches under his arms, hairy back. That's what I'm, uh, yeah. That's the chef. That's the chef. Oh I mean, yeah, he what this guy's body was covered in hair, not just his arms, his chest, but his back, neck, and everything was he was just like a werewolf. Fuck's sake, man, if you go into a place and you see a chef like that, don't eat there. Well, well normally they're hidden in the back, aren't they, the chefs? Oh hidden away. I wonder if he had nose hair, like a little tuft, like what we were talking about the other day. <laughs> <laughs> little patch of hair on his nose. I used to work in a fish and chip shop. Did you? I did. I did. Yeah. Was the chef hairy? Nope. Nope. And do you know, there's no fucking excuse for it because I've got extremely long hair and I molt like a fucking golden retriever. So do I, yeah. And mm. uh, my hair was tied back, plaited, and never once was there any of my hair in anyone's food. So there's no excuse for it unless you're gross. I'm just saying. Yeah. And I think because our hair's so long, once it's in a ponytail, it's kind of going to stay there. And also, if one fell out, it would have to, for it to be on a plate, it would have to fold itself about six times yeah. for it to stay on the plate. If not, it'll just like lie across it. And there'd be no denying yeah. it was us anyway, because. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, that's definitely that's, my hair. I'm yeah. sorry, I'll get you some more food. Yeah. <laughs> it's like three meters long. Yeah, that's, that's mine. Yes, exactly. Anyway, so hairy chef and his yeah, fish and chips. Super shop. hairy chef, sweaty, hairy, probably as BO. So he's thinking, well, obviously, this is the source of the hair in all of the chips. So he decides to make a tactful comment about having to wear appropriate clothes when working just to protect against hot oil burns. But then he went round the property and after visiting everything, he came, he gave a few basic suggestions, you know, things to um, help with cleanliness and stuff. 
The only thing you really notice is that needs immediate attention is the deep fryer itself. The oil is old and filthy. Ugh. You know, and you think how many... But how many... Well, that's what they do. You fry the chips, you fry the fish. Yeah. Oh, and you, you change that oil a lot. And it's a shit job, but you have to change it a lot. Yeah. My uh, grandparents owned a fish and chip in the north of England, in Leeds. And um, they shut down before I was born. I'm sure there's quite a few times, the amount of times that we talked about making fish and chips, and he was like, oh, you got to have your oil clean. And then he'd always mention this other shop, and he was like, their oil was always really dirty. He'd always have this bitchy comment about this other <laughs> fish and chip shop and years later. Oil. Yeah. Yeah. And my granddad had only, you know, you get scraps, the bits of the batter. Yeah, yeah, I used to love scraps as a kid. Yeah, he'd only give you scraps if he said please. Oh, Love my granddad. Too right, too. Anyway, he said the oil was old and filthy and obviously very much likely full of this guy's hair. So he ordered the the guy to to drain drain it out then, then and there. So as he does so... And the bottom of the oil vat is um oh, I'm scared. is is visible. Oh fuck. They what? find a dead, deep fried and crispy cat. Oh I knew it was gonna be a fucking cat. That is so disgusting. Totally unfazed, the owner simply said, Oh, that's where my cat went. Oh my god! My god! Oh that poor cat! Poor thing. <gasps> thing is that you don't know whether he got fried or whether he just drowned in oil, and I don't know which is best. Oh, neither do I. Oh, that's disgusting. Oh, God. Think how dirty it was that you couldn't see the bottom, though, as well. That you wouldn't see a full cat in there. All those people had been having cat- tufts of cat hair oh, in their chips. gross. That is disgusting. But listen, turns out a few months previously, months previously, the shops were the shop was having a rodent problem. So the owner brought in a cat to catch them. He thought that the cat had escaped and ran away one night. But no, it looks like uh, he drowned in the deep frying oh, oil. Oh, that's maybe sick. And the chippy had been frying him up over and over again since. That's gross. So this place got shut down, yeah? Oh no, that's how that's where the comment ends. So I assume Oh they must have shut it down. They surely. must have shut it down. I think it's how blase was he like oh that's where my cat went. Poor cat. I'd be horrified. But it doesn't sound like he's the guy that would be horrified about something no, like that. No he doesn't. He doesn't the hairy, sweaty gross man no i mean you can be hairy and sweaty but you don't have to wear a monkey sweaty vest no and Pit stains and deep fry your fucking cat days and days and months on end That's so that gross. must have stank have you ever had a oil like old oil in your kitchen it stinks yeah it does Absolutely. it stinks when you turn it on and it stinks the next day, you know, after it's cooled down. You know when it's time to get rid of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, oh. well we're air fryers now, my darling. Uh, no, I don't have... I don't... I'm not, not... Not quite there yet. Oh, well, you need to upgrade. <laughs> you don't know what you're missing. Oh, I should have asked one for my birthday. Oh, God. Oh, we're at that age when it's that kind of exciting present. Can I have an air fryer? Yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah. No air fryer for me. No air fryer for you. I'll remember it for next year, though. Oh, for Christmas. Yeah, put it on your Christmas <laughs> list. Right, Becky Boo, now we've had a good ramble. Yeah. So, guys, again, so sorry. We had a really epic episode that you will get to hear at some point because we will redo the, the stories. But we just thought, hey, let's give them something. So you've just got me and Becky rambling for an hour. Yeah. All right, then. So you yeah. can find us on Facebook, Spine Chillers and Serial Killers. You can also find us on TikTok, Twitter and Instagram at scsk underscore podcast. And you can email Becky. And the email address is chillers.killers.pod at gmail.com. So any of your hometown murders or spooky stories or just to say hi i'd love to hear from you yeah definitely definitely and uh yeah and next week we will be back to our usual format more organized more researched <laughs> more organized well okay probably not so organized but uh but a little bit better than today longer stories usual format yeah yeah Unless something else happens. I mean, Jesus, at the minute, we can't seem to catch a break. Nope. Nope. Always stuff happening. Exactly. Yep, yep. Exactly. All right, then. So until next time, stay safe, don't kill people, and keep it weird. Bye. Bye.